Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I knew what I was going to do was going to be very special with my life. I'm an example just to show people that like, you come up from nothing. Prince had dedicated his whole legacy to celebrating women, celebrating women of color, and celebrating positive music. I'm going to uphold that. You're your own worst critic. I feel like you should be it anyways, but I, I'm always that, and I was just hating my song, so I was hating myself. Some people are at their cubicle job right now making way less than us. Some people are across the world in a goddamn sweatshop making like nothing a day, and we're getting paid to sing and dance. To sing and dance, that's a blessing. Artists out here, they're just willing to settle for anything. You know what I mean? And once you're willing to settle for anything, you deserve anything you settle for. Yo, this young murder. Yo, this is Lizzo. This is August Regal. What's good? It's Kehlani. This is your man, Blake Carrington. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetto. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. And my special guest today is Ras Fresco. Artist, producer, entrepreneur, and even though he's only 22 years old, he's released eight projects over several years, and he's set to release his next project, How You Survive Through Life Every Day. Yo, there was so much history, so many gems revealed in our conversation that we had to split this interview into two parts. In part one, we talk about what's it like to perform overseas. Ras Fresco is heading to Japan very soon. The classic stories. Uh, of recording in Tory Lane's basement, and Tory Lane's recorded one of his first videos, uh, getting placements for Mac Miller, French Montana, Tyga, and so much more. This is part one of the Ras Fresco interview on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go! Please introduce yourself. I go by the name of Ras Fresco. You know, I'm an artist, producer from the city of Toronto. Uh, uh, and we'll do fuck what Nick say. Cause we don't get money like every day And we don't get fly like every day And we don't get high like every day Like every day That's every day Like every day That's every day Fans in the strip club, no way Bitch get my money, that's no way She can take dick, that's okay And for the boys in the hood like O'Shea Free Max B, cause I still want the coke wave I ain't graduate, what I did in the dope game Got a Cuban Representing anything? Baker's Club, you already know. Um, <laughs> the Black Light Conglomerate. Yeah, man, you know, I'm here. Yeah. Black Light Conglomerate. What yeah. is that? The Black Light Conglomerate is an indie label. You know what I mean? Me and my manager, Soze, you know, shout out to Click. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And so what what you started at your what tell me tell me about Oh, that's that. basically yeah. been in effect really since like right before I dropped uh, Pablo Fresco Bar, my okay. last project in twenty fifteen. Yeah. So yeah, um yeah, Soze, we started that up and um we got the distribution deal with Duckdown. Mm. And um, co-management duck down as well, and then yeah, we just that's how I put on my last project, Pablo Fresco, through my independent label that I co-own. You know what I mean? With Soze, and yeah, and then shout out to Click, we brought Click in now. And so why? What's what's the benefits? What's the thinking of setting up your own uh, label? Like what? Why? I mean, yeah, so to get the distribution as well, like you know, run it through a company that's. You need to have your own company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well okay. As that too, and like yeah, just to boss up and like you know, be in control of things, like you know, try to. Because if you're trying to do this music thing, it's either like, and you feel like you have a good product and, you know, you feel like you can go somewhere with it. It's either you're going to like get the look for a situation where the business is situated where it needs to be or create your own situation. So Mm -hmm. it was just, we had the, that was the position we were in. We had to create our own situation because it's not like there was a readily accessible situation to be like, yo, we got this dope music. Let's take it to the next level. Like, 
You know what I mean? It's a, and some people might wait for that level, but we have to like create our own situation. Like mm-hmm. that's the purpose of doing that. So instead of waiting for uh, you know somebody to uh, be- you believe in yourself, you take action. And this is the yeah. thing too. It's yeah. like there's other things that have to go on beside music and stuff yeah. too. So it's like, are you gonna wait for other people to take care of certain functions? And certain activities that need to get dealt with that help the music progress, or are you gonna like try to, you know? What are some of those activities or functions? Like everything as far as like you know marketing the music and like you know trying to get the right situations in place before putting it out and then linking up with the right people and stuff like mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like for instance, like um, if I'm a pop artist and I got a dope PR, I'm about to do something like send to the PR and the PR is gonna go to all these people and double XL and all these people and you know tell them about it whatever but if you don't have that like when I was like 17 or 16 and stuff like that I didn't have a PR mm-hmm. I wasn't represented by a PR firm you know what I mean but I liked the music and I felt like it could go so um, when me and Solzy we were just working on Kiki Pockets I was go- going to New York on the mega bus you know what I'm saying and linking up with people that I knew out there shout out to Mike Boyd and other people as well that you know what I mean? Are doing their thing and networking as well, and like trying to set up meetings. Or oh, you know, you know someone that writes a double XL. Like okay, let's go over there and like you know what I mean. Bring the music and like yo, what's good? Yo, I'm out here. I mean, I'm Rash Rusko to my music. Like you know, yeah. Like yo, fuck with me. I can curse on this. We can curse. Yeah, yeah. So fuck with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. All that type yeah. of shit, whatever. And then like then that's how I got on the break on double XL on, the, on that sh- on that shit they have called a break. Mm-hmm. That's how I got on it the first time and stuff like that. So like all those type of moves. I'm just talking about all the other like the moves to push the music to the next level, like all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the, the importance. It's like before I was here, yeah. Click was here, right? Yeah. You know, represent, you know what I mean? And yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I've talked about this before. As, as you know, the Come Up show, start, I started uh, the radio show in London, Ontario at Western University. Mm-hmm. And when there would be certain artists from the, G- the GTA who like haven't said, they just released an album, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, you, you, they're looking to be featured on the Come Up show. And I'm like, all right, come out to London. They're like, yo, nah, man, I ain't going past Saga, man. Like, okay, you know, nah, this, you just, you, nah, nah. <laughs> you you probably looking at that too, like, all right, he's not serious, because you know what it, you know what you have to do. That like going coming out to London is nothing. Yeah, the fact that like you, two the, hours maximum. The, how much? Yeah. The, the most you're gonna pay is like you're not gonna burn out your full tank of gas. No, you're not. You know what I mean, on the yeah. most expensive cars, like what eighty bucks. Or something like a hundred bar bill or yeah. more for a tank of gas. You know what I mean? Yeah. And whatever, whatever you want to call it. You know, I don't know, and you're paying for the, the opportunity to be heard by everybody that listens to the Come Up show, and because you built your brand, and you know, you built it up to so people are yeah. listening and tuning in because they know, like, okay, like, yeah, like, what do you think of that mentality? Those those GTA artists who are scared to I leave wouldn't their even own say, city. I would not say refer to it as just a mentality from GTA artists. You know, it's just yeah. a mentality in general. You know, because like everywhere you go, you're gonna be the people who are moving and shaking, and people who are just not. Because even going to New York, you think like, yo, New York. You, when you go to New York, and there's so much shit going on, and so much shit. Like you know what I mean? There's so much shit going on in the average day, right? You yeah. think like, yo, everybody out there is probably like so busy, and there's people who are just chilling. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like. Do they have a GTA mindset, or is it just like a mindset in general? It's just like, you know, like you people put mental roadblocks in front of themselves. Like for that, for that particular, I don't know if that was a specific situation, or you just saying like in general, or whatever. But like, someone like you're asking them to come out to London and they want to come. Like, that's like they're putting a mental roadblock in front of themselves. Like, you know what I mean? So that's what it is. It's just people put mental roadblocks in front of themselves, you know? So, mm. and when they do that, like, because everything is mental, the universe is mental, everything starts in the mind. So it's like, if you already stopped yourself in the mind, it's like, it's like if I'm walking in the mall, right? And it's like, I I think like, yo, um, like all this, certain things are above me and 
or not even I make it even better. Like, you know, like if you're walking in the street, you see a good, very attractive girl or whatever, and you're like, nah, she's too good for me or whatever. You'll never, ever, ever be able to form a relationship with her or even try to, you know what I mean? Get jiggy with her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nothing, <laughs> you, nothing's ever going to happen because you already stopped yourself. So it's like that whole reality, you're stopping yourself and cutting yourself out from a whole different reality just from the thought, just from the mental thought of I can't. Just from you having that thought in your mind and reaffirming it to yourself by sitting down and reflecting it on it and thinking I can't. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Cuts off a whole reality. It's like it's like a portal to a it's like a portal to a whole alternate universe that you a different universe that you can't even step through now. Like you're just stuck in this universe. Mm-hmm. You don't even know like if this universe is the whack one. Like you know there's a sicker one right there you can just step into like boom like <laughs> can't even do it now just because like on a mental you stopped yourself. So everything starts in the mental like you know just even yeah. though I'm a five percent I do a mathematics and stuff like you know so we say knowledge is the foundation like everything starts from the mind. So if you're putting if you're not on the right mental foundation you stop yourself from certain moves. And mm-hmm. That's what it is. So, so it's not even just GTA. It's, yeah. just, it's just someone that's not aware and doesn't yeah. have the right mental foundation. It's just, yeah, you're saying it's not fair to, yeah, to paint that. Uh, it, you know, there's somebody in the Bronx that never left the hood in the Bronx as an yeah. example or whatever, right? Everywhere. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's true everywhere. People don't leave their neighborhood. Uh, speaking about leaving their neighborhood, you're turning in Japan soon? Yeah, 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 tell, yeah, yeah. Please tell us about that, bro. That's big. Japan. I haven't been to Japan, so I can't yeah. really tell you much about Japan. But at I'm this saying point. you're leaving Toronto. You know, you're doing. <laughs> you're you're going to Japan. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a beautiful thing how music can take you around the world. Crazy, right? So yeah. music is taking you to Japan. Mm-hmm. Please tell us about this. Yo, I mean, yeah. like. <laughs> I don't even, like you know it's not even real even like is it has it even kicked like, in I haven't I haven't yeah. you know, I mean, have you packed Japan. yet like, <laughs> you know no <Yeah. laughs> nah, I haven't packed yet yeah yeah, yeah. but um you're going to Japan for yeah. what tell us like two, break it down like, man it's weeks, special couple shows um, five five dates I'm supposed to go to Osaka okay a couple other places and stuff Osaka and, um, what else I have to pull up my Gmail on my yeah. phone to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just to keep it a buck because you yeah. know I'm not familiar with the names of the cities and all of that yeah so I'm just looking to go over there and be able to you know explore the culture and like there's so much to take in that's like it's like you know like we all want people on this planet so it's like I'm connecting with uh, my brothers and sisters on a whole nother side like you know what I'm saying so I'm gonna mm-hmm. see and taking the culture and you know like this i'm gonna go over there and be like a sponge and stuff you know so it's like like i'm just like i'm just a sponge right now and stuff you know so i'm just getting ready to soak everything in like you know so yeah yeah i know yeah man it's just you like excited yeah 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 man i'm excited japan, bro and like it's japan that's what yeah. i'm saying it's like you know what else can i do that other other than be here and be like yo like what do you hope no. to, what do you hope to uh to get from that experience going to japan that ex- that trip I hope to penetrate that market. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To go out there. I'm an artist. You know what I mean? Have a brand. I like to spread that brand and spread me and my artistry over there. You know what I'm saying? And like spread what I present over there. Like, you know what I mean? Just good music, good vibes. Like, you know, spread that over there. Mm-hmm. In turn, like, you know, learn about the culture. Of, you know what I mean? That's, That's- made me more cultured as well. Like, you know, and like, yeah. I just want to go over there and leave an impression on the people, you know? So next time I go, it's even bigger. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's like 10 days, you know, in bigger venues and stuff. I just want to go there and leave that impression so that when people leave and they go home, they're like, hey, 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 that's song. Like, you know what I mean? It's dope. Like, mm. yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. I've, I've heard from artists who go to J- Japan, like, you know, obviously some of them may not understand the lyrics because, uh, you know, it's English. and But they're just bopping. 
<laughs> you know, so how, how do you, you know, if say you're performing to a few hundred people who don't understand English, how do you hope to connect with that? Like, I mean, how do you make them, you know, feel you, I guess? I mean, they're going to feel me. I'm going to be there. Like, yeah. to put it like this, like when I was in Europe yeah. um, last year, because I went to the Czech Republic. Um, Czech Republic. Hip hop uh, hip hop camp. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was performing and like. I'm clearly aware that there's some people who are talking different languages and stuff and like certain people when I was like on the, the festival grounds that be coming up to me and like they're they're articulating to me that you know they like my music and like whatever but you can tell there's a slight language barrier but even in that like you know like 70% of the communication is nonverbal so if someone's walk, coming up to you and like a certain way like you know you can read it you know what I mean if it, if, it, if I was at the campgrounds and people was like yo fuck Raz Fresco you know what I mean he disrespect our country whatever and all this type of shit like if I'm there like the energy that I'm gonna be even if they're, even if I don't understand what they're saying and people come up to me like right away off the bat it's me like what? Like you, you, the energy can be different you know what I'm saying so energy is real that's what I'm saying and and that's just that's that's the realest thing energy is the realest thing you know what I'm saying you can sense it, so you that. that's what I'm saying if you're aware of that principle when I'm when I'm going there and I'm jibbing them my energy and I'm putting out the music, you know what I mean. I have my I put myself in the music and like I feel it, and I put that out to the crowd, like you know. And I, I'm a, I'm gonna see and be able to gauge that reaction, even if I don't have to have a conversation with everybody in the room. I'm gonna be able to feel the energy in the room mm-hmm. when I perform. I don't gotta have a conversation with everybody in the room, and like the translator has to translate to everybody in the room and stuff, you know what I mean? Because it's music, too. We're talking about music. We're not talking about, like, I'm going there and I'm going to put something up on a slideshow and they got to, you know what I mean? It's a different language. So we're talking about music. Music is something that it hits you. It's vibrations. Like, it literally hits you when you absorb and you feel mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Is it any different because, obviously, you performed here in Canada or in yeah, Toronto multiple different. times? It's different. Or in the States. What's the vibe like when you go to Czech Republic uh, in Europe? I've heard they have a... Uh, Here's the know. thing, I didn't yeah. go around the cities and all that type of stuff, or whatever. I just really went from the hotel to the campgrounds, but yeah. just from vibing with the people, yeah, like there's just an openness to accept the the music and because they're very far removed from you exactly. know hip hop, like you yeah. know they're, so, they're not spoiled like we are. Exactly. So yeah. when you're going over there and you're performing, and if it's dope, like you know they're just they're just loving it because like. It's it like you know what I mean? It's just hip hop. It's a yeah. vibe. Like you know, it's the culture here. Like you special know? to them. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like if I go to a different country or some shit. I don't know. Pick a country, random country. Russia. Like, boom. Perfect. I go to Russia and they're like they're doing a cultural event or mm-hmm. something that they do every. You know what I mean? Annually, whatever. Something that's specific to them. Like you know, and people are dancing and some. You know what I mean? And moving and it's hitting me a certain way. I'm moving. even though I don't even know what it's about the history of it. Like you know what I mean? Like. I'm going to feel a certain way about it, especially if, you know what I mean? So this is, hip-hop is a culture. So when you bring this culture to other places, it's it's like, it's the same effect. It's the same effect. It's like, oh, wow, like, you know, like, so that's what's going on when we're over there as artists that are involved in hip-hop and you're going to these foreign places and you're performing. That's what you're doing. You're literally bringing culture to them and they're like, that's the effect that's happening. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, like, they're taking in the culture and stuff. It's like going to like an exhibit museum to take someone's culture, and, you know what I mean? Except yeah. for it's live, hitting you right there. Like, dope. So that's how I think about it. That's like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As far as the interaction, like, you know? So you have no, uh, you know, the last project uh, was two years ago. So you're releasing something now, uh, a project called Hustle. Yeah, How You Survive Through Life Every Day. How You Acronym Survive Through Hustle, yeah. yeah. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, man. So project. since since I've dropped my last project, I've been through a lot of things. I've been living, and you know, so all of this has been soaked up and put into this project. And like, I have so much music on deck. You know, this is just represents the first. 
offering that I'm gonna go give to the people, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. It's important to live first to to make music, to make good music, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you've lived mm-hmm. the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. T- tell me some of the experiences that you've been through that's on that you're talking about in this mixtape that's coming up. Right, so I mean, like I'm 22 now, you know what I'm saying? So like, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I try to like just be think about things from a bigger level and stuff. So sometimes yeah. I'm holding the meds and think about my life and stuff. So the way I see it is the point where I'm at and people that are around my same age, like 22, is a big trend. It's like a transitional period. Like you know, there's many yeah. transitional periods in life and stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Is coming out the womb and to life and those transitioning periods of adapting to the planet and that and everything and then it's like growing up and adapting to the home you know what I'm saying then you grow and then you have to like find it find your place like slightly outside of the home you know what I mean you're, you're going to school and you know what I mean you're leaving the home now and get, it's like the village and stuff or whatever and then it's like that's like your teenage years or whatever so now it's like finding your place in the world type stuff you know what I mean when you're entering your 20s and trying to find your place and you know what I mean Mark you know what I mean? Like really mm. lay down a foundation for how the rest of this thing is going to go we call life and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I've been, you know what I mean? From like Pablo Because if you really take it in, like Pablo Frescobar dropped in 2015, but like a lot of the music, it's not like I made the music that month that it dropped. You know what I'm saying? So the music is even from before that. So like from a listener's point of view, it's like what you're hearing, yeah, it's two years away, but it's like, it's more years than that if we're talking about my actual life because, like, that project dropped 2015, but, like, it was recorded before, obviously, so it's 2014. So, really, if we're talking about new music now, it's re- it, that is representing the time capsule of, like, 2014 to, like, or even 2013 because, like, even with the track with Raekwon, I sh- had that, like, a year and a half before Paulo Frescobar dropped in mm-hmm. 2015, like, you know? So, when I'm talking about new music and this new music that I'm talking about, it's that time capsule of like 2014, 2013 to all the way to now. So it's really like three, four, four years. A lot of, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, you know, so. so. So how does it feel to like be back and to put new music out and show that the growth to people, I guess? I'm excited because, you know, like I feel like starting music very young and putting stuff out, like it's like you grow with your fan base. Because if I'm doing stuff and putting shit out 16 and people are rocking with me that are mm-hmm. my age and older or whatever, but people who are like kind of like around my age and stuff, as I'm growing and going through more stuff and it's reflecting my music and there's different concepts being introduced. And it's the same thing with my listeners and stuff too. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like, and because I know like there's a connection there and people actually listen to it and stuff, it's like, it's kind of like, the way I feel is how I would make an analogy. It's like you know, um, you have a you have a friend or an associate or something like that, and you're, you're you know what I mean. You haven't seen them in a long time and stuff, so yeah. it's like you see them and it's like, yo, what's good, bro? Yo, yeah. I've been on this. Yo, yeah. this happened. Yo, like yeah. this happened. Whatever. Like you, you know what I mean. Up. All this. Stuff. It's like a catch up. You know what I mean. So. Yeah. It's not the same thing because I'm not actually a fit, live down the street from every one of my listeners and stuff, but it's mm-hmm. kind of the same concept. It's an update. It's like, yeah, yo, what's, you know, what's like Rags been up to? Yeah, Where's you know? my mind at? Like, I wonder, yeah. you know, what's going on. Uh, which and it's, not- Yeah, and it's like, um, to add on to that, it's an update and it's like, because the music is like, it's about my life and all this type of stuff, whatever, it's, it's, like, it's like I'm sharing that with people and stuff. So it's like, it makes the... I guess it builds the anticipation for it and like it just it just makes it more of a thing as far as like you know the update like the yo it's like that it's just like that concept I said you know like 
you you have a friend you ain't seen them in a minute you ain't seen them in a minute so it's like yo what's up like yeah there's that feeling where like yo think about like I'm it's like think about you. like the com- like the the back and forth of words is important as well because like you know like that's what that's what the conversation is about but that that when that is actually happening you see meet somebody for and you you ain't see them in a long time and you like just think about the actual event the energy that's around them like you know you be driving in your car and you see people that meet somebody and you see two people down the street. It's like, yo, they throw their hands up in the air and shit. That shit don't even make you feel good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's dope. Okay, baby, if you love me when you close to me, tell me something good. Say my name, say my name. If the cops come and ask the questions, who be holding, who be selling? Don't say my name, say my name. Baby, you've been out so long. When's it all go change? What she say, what she say Girl, I can't tell you But stay down at me one day And we'll be okay I said, look around, baby, it's real I keep you closer than a hustler Keep the stare or closer than the work To the scale If I gave you my heart, would it fail? Or would you leave me how uh, I would love to know Because now you said, you know, technically It's maybe three to four years Since you like record, you know, in terms of the dating or whatever. Uh, I'm just yeah. So I'm not saying like yeah. I I ain't been recording. I've been recording and making music and making beats and yeah. stuff this whole time. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying like yeah, this you know. Definitely, you're definitely uh, heavily influenced by the '90s. You're a '90s baby. You can hear that in all your previous releases. I was wondering how. I feel like I feel like yeah. You get that 100%. what that label? <laughs> yeah, you know, hundred percent. Bothers you? No, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. you know, like it puts you in a box. True. Dead things put get put in a box. The box is for like body, you know what I mean? Like so I'm not trying to be in a box. And when I when I think about it too, it's like, yeah, that's hundred percent fact. But like if you let people start to buy into that already, it's like before people will even get introduced to my music, they'll think a certain way about it and it makes them not take it in the way it, it really is, you know what I'm saying? I'm not some nineties rapper, like you know what I mean? Cause when you look at some of my first stuff that came out, like yeah, like even with the laying low. It's like the I use the E sample, whatever, some throwback stuff, whatever. But it's like the beat is still like you know what I mean. It's not some super old like it's you know not, what I mean. Even like feel more slim yeah. than Donald Trump, like all these old records and stuff. Like I don't feel those are like '90s records. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're not. Feel more slim. Like I'm talking about some of my, my earlier stuff or whatever. So yeah. No, I didn't mean that, but I mean like the aesthetic at least in terms of your clothing. Yeah, that too, you know, like the yeah. old polos, the old you know, yeah, Tommy yeah. Hilfiger. Yeah, I'm just trying yeah. to be bigger than a, I mean, a box and stuff. Like 100, you know? but the, but the sound of this, I, I would say, is involved. Like I have, you know, I've we were listening to that. You li- you were listening to the project, right? So what, you think it has like a super 90s vibe? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Mm. It doesn't have like it. Or it sounds more evolved. Like you've evolved in your production. It sounds. That's what I what I what I can hear. Yeah, from. I stepped out and used like more outside production on this project as well. Oh, okay, for that specific reason too, to show people like, yeah, I can rock on. I mean, I rock on this, rock on. The, I mean, yeah, like, okay, mm-hmm. dope. So you've used like uh, you've gotten other producers, mm-hmm. not only yours as well, to to spread the sound exactly a little bit. Okay, yeah. uh, yo, we gotta take it back for a minute because yo, I've I've read that you've been rapping since the second grade and producing by the seventh grade and. Uh, you're, as you mentioned, you're 22 years old and you already have eight projects released. You know, uh, <laughs> you produce for French Montana, Mac Miller, Tyga. Uh, so we got to go back all the way back from your origins and, and, and your upbringing. All right. uh, so is it a West Side thing? Or is it East Side thing? 
<laughs> You're from Brampton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you rep? Brampton? Hey, man, I'm all over, man. I'm in the bees. Uh, you know what I mean? City as well. But like, see, I was born and with my pops, we were out here and, and like, my childhood, basically from being a baby to like, we say kindergarten and stuff, like, I guess like junior kindergarten from that point, that's when I was like, my pops was out here and everything. Like, he had got like deported after that period, right? Mm-hmm. So everywhere. He's from Jamaica? When you're Jamaica? in kindergarten, you're in, how old are you again? You're in, how are you kindergarten? You about to look bad right now. I should know this. Uh, probably like four, five, five, six. I don't know. I, like I, I didn't go to kindergarten. You, you know so. kindergarten, five, right? Five. five. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. So, so I guess from like the age, like from being born to like five, my pops was out here. Yeah. From Jamaica. He, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So um, we was like, we lived in Mount Olive. We lived in like beer, different places and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like all over. Okay. In different areas and shit. But um, after he got deported and shit, we moved to Mississauga. Like, he got the deported back to way. Jamaica. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah, yeah, some bullshit. But um, yeah, so we went to Mississauga after that. Mm-hmm. And we basically from like grade, like basically kindergarten to like grade five, I was in Mississauga, like College Way, like right behind South, right behind South Common Mall and shit, like yeah, mm-hmm. that complex, like I mean Glen Aaron, like yeah over there, and then yeah after that I went to Brampton from like grade six, and then yeah I'm in doing Brampton and, and doing like music and stuff, and like because you said around grade seven I started making beats, so that's like while I'm out there I'm starting to get into beats and stuff or whatever, and then like around like 2009 ish I'm getting into high school and stuff I'm like linking up with six and you know what I mean and coming back and forth to the city and doing all this type of shit and doing music and getting deeper into the music and all of that and mm-hmm. yeah you know and then yeah and you're do you have any siblings what's the family makeup so you're living with your moms yeah yeah right just, yeah and it's you like are you the only child you have a younger brother sister oh uh, yeah I got an older bro older sister out here um I got three Four, like three, four older, uh, no, three, four younger brothers in um, all Ohio. growing together, but all growing up together. Ohio. Though, no, are, no, no, oh. my younger brothers in Ohio. That's a different. Um, my pops and you know what I mean. Yeah, different. yeah. And um, so I what was the music that was playing that was like uh, influencing? Like, how did the I want to know like the makeup of like your uh, growing up? You know, how, and, yo, you know how black yeah. families be, be niggas be. Yeah, I mean, we we so we. You know, just keep it a buck. You know, the destruction of the black family is real and shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I got brothers. You probably got brothers and sisters all over the place. You know what I'm saying? You got, where, what's your background? Like Ethiopian? Or East Air, African? or Yeah, East Eritrean. Eritrean, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody be going there. When you look like Ethiopian, <laughs> Eritrean, you always get Ethiopian first, right? Yeah, whatever. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't no. matter. It doesn't bother me at all. No, because I always, I always mix it up. I'm all, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah no. But yeah, so you probably got brothers and sisters back home too right now and like all this. I don't mm-hmm. know if you do, but shit. I don't know. I know Jamaican, exa- I, don't know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, 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 I got like uh, two brothers in Jamaica and shit, a sister in Jamaica as well. No, two mm-hmm. sisters in Jamaica mm-hmm. and shit. Yes. The the music, what's growing Like I want to know how, what music's playing when you're growing up as a child. Who's playing the music? What are you, how are you getting influenced to getting to be introduced to hip hop, I guess? Where does it start? Yo, man. Yeah. Like, um, this is, like, I'm, I don't know when I started rapping. Like I don't like it's messed up to say that. I don't know. Yeah. Like I be saying grade two, but like I, for, I know I had books in grade one and stuff like rapping or whatever. Like you know, I don't. What inspired you? What are you hearing? So what grabbed that's what I'm saying. Your so it's like I can't tell you. Yeah. When I got introduced into hip hop and yeah. like, 
it was yeah, this yeah. and this started it. I could just give you certain super early memories and shit. Yeah, yeah. like there's I, that's I have exact same answer to that as well too. Because when I you know I don't remember the first thing, but I do remember a moment where like oh shit, what is this? Like you know, um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think super early. I mean, I guess um anything memorable. I'm trying to think before grade um four or three, like super early, like. I don't know, I just remember having rap books in grade two and, like, writing in them and, like, going on the computer and going on Kazaa, looking for, like, typing in rap instrumental mm-hmm. and, like, just downloading the any beats that came. Man, I don't know, man. My, my earliest memories of listening to stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, I remember being in, like, grade three or four and, like, because I, I, be, I used to be on the Xbox heavy, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is when I was in Mississauga and stuff. So, you know, I'd be, like, in the, in the basement playing Xbox. Like, and the, the TV's, like, right here. Mm-hmm. But, like, the computer's, like, right here. So I'll be, like, playing the Xbox and, like, at the same time having music playing. Like, I'm listening to, like, Tupac and, like, Rock Him and a bunch of different stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, man. I, just, I don't know. I can't, it's hard to give you, like, the first... Time always yeah, this is about the first time. Like, what are, like memorable moments are also like yo shit like you know that makes you inspires you and really wants you to get involved and and that type of stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I just remember doing it. I don't remember like yeah, it being just, like whoa, it just like yeah, I should yeah. rap. I just remember I just been rapping. <laughs> like, I, I just been yeah. rapping. Like yeah. I don't know, man. Like my I just I don't know. I can't. I don't remember living. In, I don't remember being alive and not. Wanted to be like doing music and like mm. that's what I'm trying to say. Like I don't yeah. remember, just I don't have a point in my life I can remember mm-hmm. where I've not been trying to rap. Mm-hmm. Like I've been doing music, it's messed up. Like yeah, it's, it's all you've known. <laughs> yeah, it's yo, kinda, you're trying. You're like, laughing I, I right now. Like, yeah, I can't. Like I really can't pinpoint yeah. it. I really can't. I don't know if I spoke too much weed or you know what I mean or something. <laughs> No, no, bro. I don't know. But yeah, it's so. It's basically part of your identity now. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Like, I, yeah. I, you know, it's this is you. This is all you've known. <laughs> yes, basically. Yeah, right? I can't tell you when I was like, yo, I should rap. I guess when would you say you start taking it seriously then? Like seriously. Yeah, my I can say yeah. that. Like yeah. my point of when I say that is like when I dropped Welcome to the Baker's Club 2009 like anything before that I don't really count like, mm-hmm. nothing really counts like you can ask like people who like know me from like since back then or whatever they'll tell you like yeah mixtape like in like middle school I like I did this little mixtape series you know Facebook and like stuff like that and like think there are things that dropped before that but like they're not serious to me I don't count them like when they, when it's all said and done, mm-hmm. I'm dead. I'm not here, whatever. Like, and yeah. they're doing the discog. Like, that's your not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it starts with Welcome to the Baker's Club for me. Like, that's when I was like, yeah, that was the starting starting point where I was doing it correctly. I feel like I started to start to do it correctly, and mm-hmm. as far as trying to be your artist and stuff. And, and that's, before that was just practice and stuff. So that was like, was that produced all by you or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there was one freestyle I did on the Fat Raps beat. Yeah. Um, was there another freestyle on there with like a different beat? Um, mm-hmm. I don't think so. And then yeah, like all like all the beats on there. Yeah. Welcome to Baker's Club. That's in 2010. Yeah. Uh, so when that came out, what was the response like when you, you put you that see, out to the world? You see, this is what it, this was. Yeah. So yeah. I um, because you say we won't take it back to the beginning, right? So the yeah. thing is, yeah. I recorded most of that tape at Lanes's crib, Tory Lanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lanes in, in Brampton. Cause, yeah, because sometimes Lanes yeah. is still in the B or whatever. So, yeah. um, I was recording it there, and um, 
Shout out to Omi Shells and Mickey G. Um, I was uh, I recorded a one two at Shells's as well. But um, uh, yeah, I went to Shells's basement and shot the video for right before the finish line. Mm-hmm. And uh, dropped and I uh, I'm trying to piece it all together now because I'm going like back right. So yeah, I dropped that video. I was I was recording the tape. The tape was not out yet. It was mm-hmm. basically done. And I was like. I already knew, like, okay, like, you know, if you're going to drop your tape, you got to have your videos and, you know, got to do your videos or whatever. So I shot that one video. I put it out on Facebook. It was a good response. People were, like, messing with it and stuff, too, because, like, I, like, my... I could rap and, like, I was telling people like could rap and stuff. So there's people, like, that were... I wasn't in high school yet, but there are people that were in high school that knew I could rap as well, too. So, like, they would be responding on Facebook and stuff and, like, other people that just knew I could rap and stuff. So that was good. Because, mm-hmm. remember, I've been rapping my whole... Like life, so it's like anybody that knows me is like no know, knows I rap and stuff. So I put it out, and like everybody, I guess everybody that knew me, they responded to it nice, like pretty nicely and stuff. So um, then I I knew I needed to shoot the next video, so I I was I wanted to shoot a video for Lane Low, so then Lane shot it. And Who, I, like Tory Lanez? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He what, shot the video? Yeah, yeah, shot he it. He actually held the video the, camera. Yeah, yeah, he shot the video. Yeah, yeah. Holy. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah. um. Cause them times, yo. Cause that's the thing. That nigga's been doing this shit for a minute. You know what I mean? Them times, As well, you're, right? Them times you're still with N rhymes and stuff. You, I don't know. Anyways, but yeah. So you're still with N rhymes and they're doing their thing heavy and shooting beer videos and things. The Nate Surprise thing and all of that. And, hmm. um, so yeah, like you know what I mean? He's he's doing the camera work. You know what I mean? He's on the camera and stuff. So like, I shot the video and stuff. And um, but here's the thing. When you look at the video, the the tape dropped in March. Yeah. Yeah. It dropped in March, right? Yeah. And that video dropped, like, I think the week right before. Because, like, I had that video and I sent it to World Star. And yeah. I had sent the last video to World Star. I didn't fuck with it. But then I sent this one and they, they fucked with it. So they put it up. But when they put it up, they put it up as a youth talent of the week. So it got, like, enough views. Like, it got, like, 100,000 views hmm. and stuff. Like, and that, was, that was a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. as your first, yeah. from your first project. So people started to hit me up and stuff. So, but remember, I put the video out before I put the project out. Yes, it was like right before, oh, yeah, like a week. So or I'm something. like, damn, this shit's yeah. kind of bubbling. I gotta put this shit out, or whatever. But um, I got hit up online from DJ Holiday's manager, Six Malone, and they were like, "Yo, we were messing, we mess with the music, like it's good, whatever." And like DJ Holiday sent me a drop. Mm-hmm. He just sent me a drop, like for the intro of my tape. So before, like that was like, I'm considering this my first tape. But before the first tape came out, I had to drop from Holiday already. Mm-hmm. So like they were starting to fuck with me already from from that point as well so then boom i dropped the tape and it just bubbled off the video and, and for the people who don't know dj holiday was like a popping D- mixtape dj back then, is, right though, is. yeah he got yeah. the radio show in atlanta and you know yeah. what i mean yeah like yeah like yeah he's you know what i mean you, the fucking the gucci man trap bricks yeah it's a street nigga holiday money yeah. good dj holiday yeah he's gucci man he's dj and shit and like you know I mean? yeah you know, he's doing his thing like i mean yeah and he was messing with the, he saw you, and he was messing with the movement, he sent you a drop. Yeah, him and his people was like, you know, shout out to Six Malone as well, like, they, they reached out, and they was like, yo, we're trying to mess with you and stuff, so they yeah, come to Atlanta and shit. And then, yeah, so in that summer, me and my pops drove to Atlanta, mm-hmm. and then did, like, we actually ended up doing a management deal. With him, with, yeah, uh, yeah. the... With DJ Holiday, no, with, with the dude that's managing DJ Holiday, Six Malone, Six Malone, okay, yeah, yeah, and then the, like the commission, know, branded the commission, like you know, and then yeah. like from there I dropped laced up that same year in October, mm-hmm. which is the tape that's like with Holiday on them, like with the like you know all over the place, like back you know, then when stuff. DJs, yeah, 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 
shouting all over the mixtape or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was the Damn, commission- you making it sound old like I'm from a different era. No, we all remember. <laughs> no, I'm playing. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> You've been. <laughs> well, you were probably like 17 or 16 back mm-hmm. then, too. You were 15, young. 15, 15. Like a young and youngin. Yeah. It was the commission at all affiliated with like Don Cannon and DJ Drama? Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. That's, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't know at that point in time what the relationship with DJ Drama was. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Don Cannon. Because he did, he and Don Cannon ended up doing my next tape. Mm-hmm. The 1995. So yeah. They was all messing with each other. It was like a, you know what I mean? A network of DJs. That, you know what I mean? So these guys, yeah, like th- these are the fucking movers and shakers in Atlanta who are messing with you and send you to, I think, what, a management contract or something like that to the yeah. commission. So what did I feel like? You're driving Atlanta, like, you know, you're what, 16 years old? Your dad is driving you? Like, was that a surreal experience or like, whoa, like. Nah, I wasn't yeah. there like in the car like, yo, like me and my pops are having a very real conversations about like this life and how fucked up this shit could go. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, like, Ooh. you know what I mean? Like, you, you don't know what you're getting. You're like, not on some like, oh, you don't know what you're getting. Because so, you yeah. know, my pops not like that. Like, yeah. you're just chicken the real. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, like when we go down here, like, you know, there's certain ways that you're supposed to operate when you're linking up with people. Like, you know, like. When we're gonna get the spot for ourselves first, and this and the third, and when you like just certain like we were just talking about principles and how it could how it should go ideally mm-hmm. and things to you know what I mean look for and like yeah all that like you know mm-hmm. so he was there to like guide you through that hundred percent yeah yeah because you're you're not even eighteen at that you're not a concerned mm-hmm. and a, a legal adult no basically. you can't sign no contracts no mm-hmm. then you need a guardian. Okay, so what what happened after that? What was well, Welcome to the Baker's Club laced up, uh, and then so working it? on music, working yeah. on music, and um, linking up and doing things with Holly and them, and uh, yeah, I dropped nineteen ninety five. I put that project together, and um, yeah, I was just shit. Just put that, oh man. Is that night? Was that uh, hosted by Don Cannon nineteen ninety five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did all the beats on that one as well. I got mm-hmm. a, um oh I got um Chuck English was on that project as well. A nineteen ninety five. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I forgot about that back then. Yeah, the cool. I kids. forgot about that shit. Yeah. Holy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when how was that? Because I read that uh, the mixtape like got fifteen thousand downloads its first week or whatever. Yeah. It was buzzing, eh? I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, people were messing with it. Like that's what, you know what I mean. I appreciate all of that. Like you know. Mm-hmm. How did that And what was the response That you were getting on Like YouTube And like when you are Putting stuff out Like what was the feedback People were messing with it I, People hit me up From all different types Of places and stuff mm-hmm. And I'm just like Alright this is I, I gotta Go harder with the next one Like you know Yeah like I don't know Like I'm not like this, I don't like Try to be Caught up in the moment And be like Yo like You know like Yo people are showing me All this love Like yo like uh, Like yo like I don't know It's not really you know, I feel like cause I kind of feel like that's kind of what the was the question. It's like, yo, people that mess with the mixtape, yo, how did it feel? Like, mm-hmm. you know I mean, you was feeling yourself, like, yo, like, <laughs> yeah, like, it was just like it was dope. People were feeling with it, so I was like, all right, I can, I got to do better now. Like, yeah. So it motivated you, yeah, hundred to come even harder than that. Yeah, that's that's all I was thinking about because I I knew this I like super blow like so I know like all right I go gotta go harder and stuff. It's cool. People are messing with it. It's cool. Like yeah, go harder. I think it's good, man. What, what would you say your mentality? Because like, you're chill, like you're you're taking it one day at a time. I, I seems like when you're young, when you're that young, it's very easy to get caught up in the hype. No. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, to keep it a buck, like yeah. it's like I'm more like this now. 
just from dropping all these projects and stuff. Because, like, yeah, like, when I really think back at it, there's certain points in times where I'm thinking, like, yo, I'm putting so much work into the project. Like, I'm thinking, like, yo, man, shit, I thought I dropped this project. Like, you know, in certain situations, like, you know how the industry works, like, behind the scenes, there's certain like, situations that'll come up and it's like, oh, this opportunity and this opportunity, whatever, and certain things don't happen and certain things don't fall through or whatever. So things like that are going on and, like, I'm dropping the, pro- I'm working on the music and I'm like, yo, like, after I drop this, yo, like, it's gonna fuck with me, yo. Like this is this is gonna blow, like you know what I mean. And then, like, I don't know. I just kind of had to like that's that was a part of like how I was thinking before mm-hmm. going into projects and like trying to like just I don't know. But I had to just really try to just set like get rid of that way of thinking and stuff. You know, yeah. Like I said, yeah. not to be too attached to the external results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just yeah, like you know, yeah. Yeah, well, it's that's very good, yeah. it's very natural to when you're working on something, you're like, oh man, people are gonna be like, that's you gotta be excited, you gotta be enthusiastic yeah. about your own work, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you're trying to like make sure that like, oh, this better do this, or if it doesn't, I'm gonna no, feel no, like I a wanna, failure. <laughs> it's not like oh man, this shit better, blow. fuck this shit, bro. Like, no, nah, not like that. I'm just saying, yeah. like, man, you, I mean, I, I don't know, like, just put the all into it and like, do it again, better. So in between all that, like I was wondering how you got like some of the production credits that you got, like Tyga, Black Thoughts in 20, 2009, Mac Miller, Trippin' Out 2010, uh, French Montana in 2011. Is this through the, all the commission connects, like VJ Holiday connects? Some of them, like, like I'll walk you through and like basically yeah. them times I'm on Twitter and social media and um, so I'm on Twitter, social media and all of that and I'm looking out for new music and I'm looking for new music and just looking for new dope stuff to listen to and all that type of stuff. And the people who I did like, I make beats. And I'm like, rappers like beats. And you rap on beats. So if some more times you go on the social media page, if there's a Gmail or something, like, you know, send some beats and stuff. So that's what I did with Tyga because at that point he wasn't as big. Like, it was before the Young Money album and all that. You know what I mean? Before the Bedrock and Rock all City. that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah way, oh, way before all that. So hitting him up on social media and getting a response was way easier back then. So I hit him up. And he responded, and that's how I've been. I was sending him beats back and forth for a minute and stuff, and that's how um, I got that credit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying there's, there's even this is the next story. Like before my first project dropped, I was oh, sh- damn! I was sending that nigga beats from a minute ago because I think I was even sending him beats before my first project dropped. Why? Because on Welcome to the Biggest Club, there's a track called Space Jam Jordans. Space Jam Jordans, Space Jam with the Lil Wayne sample or whatever, right? So I remember I had made that beat, and um, I remember I went to Lane's crib and laid the verse down or whatever, and I was like, "Yo, this is dope and stuff." But I'm still sending beats to Tiger at the same time, so I'm like, "Yo, let me, this beat's dope too." Like, you know, let me send send the beat too as well. Like, you know, I already did something with it though, but like, let me send it to him, and he had hit me back and was like, "Yo, I'm in the studio with Wayne." You know what I mean? Beat so like this, and I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm about to use the beat." 
like, yo, this is crazy, whatever. I never, I was telling my friends at school, I was like, yo, I think I might, I mean, I might have beat Lil Wayne and shit, whatever this, you know what I mean? I never, this is, sometimes Lil Wayne is, I mean, like, scorching. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yo, like, yo, I have a beef with Lil Wayne, and, 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 like, yo, I'm buying niggas, like, snacks and shit, or whatever, like, but then, then it ended up happening, or whatever. So I put the, the track on my project, Welcome to the Baker Club. So yeah, I was sending him beats from even, before that project had dropped and stuff too. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's how that happened because I was online. And so same thing with Mac Miller because he was, I hit him up on Twitter because I was messing with his stuff and shit. I can't remember who put me onto his music, but I checked it out and it was dope. I was listening to it. And you know, Mac Miller kind of came off the the back, like came off of the Wiz wave, like, you know, because Wiz is popping and kind of same label during them time. times. And yeah. them times I'm bumping the Wiz and I'm bumping the spit or whatever. So I'm like, okay, this is dope. Like, fuck with this, whatever, you know? And then I sent them beats and same thing. He hit me back and I was sending them beats back and forth and stuff. And then um, he, that's how he did the one tripping out track. And then he was supposed to put it on the kids mixtape. Oh. Because I remember when they came out here for the Smokers Club show. Yes. And then um, it was Currency, Big Crit, Smoke Matt Dizza. Miller, Smoke Dizza. Like, yeah, that was actually a big, like, sick show. Yeah, like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, if they came back and did that same lineup now, it would be a way bigger yeah, show. Like, that'd be a I huge I was actually involved in the it. promotions of that show. Oh, where? Like, that first Smokers t- uh, through Brendan. Like, yeah, yeah, you see, but the- I wasn't performing. It was just, uh, I was, Six was performing. Do you remember? Yes, I do remember Six that. Six opened. Yeah. I think that was his first um, show opening, too. Yeah. You were was- there and all that? So, you remember, you remember seeing me there? Uh... Probably, I don't know, man. Oh, no, man. I did like four interviews that day. I interviewed all of them. Oh, you're man. probably all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I was all over the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. But so, that was a great show. Yeah, and all of them dope. got huge after that. First shows, first time in, in Canada for a lot of them as well too. And telling you, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> that was a sick night. Yeah. So I remember when we were there. He was telling me how the um the dude that um basically is this ill director was gonna shoot the video for it the track and like he was telling me the track like the video idea and shit I was like yo it's gonna be sick he's gonna do a video I produce a track but then he never ended up shooting the video and shit cause I think they didn't felt like that track fit the vibe of kids or something like that so, mm-hmm. but yeah that's dope and how did you get into producing like production making beats and all that um the 7th grade like um, I'm pretty sure my boy Tashane is the one that put me on Fruity Loops, you know? He put me on Fruity Loops and I was like making beats and this is the same time around the cool kids. Like the cool kids came out. So like like we're bumping the cool kids and like making beats at the same time too. So yeah, I got into Fruity Loops and stuff and then there was this one producer um in Brampton that I would like go to his crib and record and like um he tried to maybe go on certain beats as well and like we'd talk about music and shit. And um he uh he used reason though. So one day we were talking about beats and stuff, I think, and he was just like, yo, you use free loose? I'm like, and oh, back then, like, <laughs> I used to talk a lot of shit about reason, the program. Reason is a program, by the way, like, anybody doesn't know, whatever. So, uh, I used to talk shit because, like, Reason, when you open it up, there's beer knobs and whatever and shit like that. And Fruit Loose is very simple. So when I was making beats on Fruit Loose, I used to be like, yo, fuck Reason. It's just so complicated for no reason. Like, da da this. Like, yeah, I was like, I was like against Reason. Like, you know what I mean? So when they were there and he opened up Reason and he was like, yo, it's just like Fruity Loops. Like, this is the, this step sequencer is like this. And then, like, he said, I remember literally he said, like, three things. He's like, this is like this. This is the this. And then you do this with this. And, like, I remember, like, I left and I was like, since that day, I was using Reason. So ever since that day, I've been using Reason and stuff. And I think that was like a year after, I still think it was in the seventh grade or like in the eighth grade maybe. But yeah, mm. I've been making beats ever since then. Ever since. And I, oh, and I remember too, at that time, we were having a conversation. We had a conversation too. And like, he was talking about, like, we we're talking about music and stuff. And um, 
he was like, you know, like when you make a track, like the producer gets fifty percent and like all this type of stuff for a number. And no, and he's like, yeah, all this type of stuff. Like the producer gets fifty percent and breaking down certain things. And then remember, at the same time, me and my brothers are like fucking around with fruity loops and shit. So I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, like say word. What the fuck? Like, you know what I mean, if I got sick with making beats, like, I can make my own beats and shit. I can get paid for making beats too, shit, too. Like, so, like, that kind of was like a little motivation as well to, like, mm. get into beats, like, you know? For sure. Uh, so, what's what's after that? So, uh, Kiki Pockets, no hooks, anything happened in between then? Like, what's, go- what's going on? So, okay, so, yeah. I, so. Now we're talking now 2012, we're right, around I, release dates, yeah. Alright, cool. So we 1995 drops. Shout out to Don Cannon. Um, I'm trying to like re-put together where where. Oh yeah, I remember where <laughs> I was at that night. It dropped. You was chilling, smoking whatever. So boom, that drops. Now I'm putting promoting that. Um, which project? 1995. Yeah. So I'm working on new music at the same time as well, and um. Starting to promote, to promote the project, right? But basically, in between the period of 1995 and Kiki Pockets now, because at this point, I was being managed by Six Malone. You know, and like, you know what I mean? Messing with the commission and stuff. But they are in Atlanta. And I'm out here. And I'm young, too. It's not like I'm, you know what I mean? A bigger man where I can drive around and link up with them. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, there is a disconnect in the enemy and the communication, whatever. And like, like I said, like if you're starting to do music and trying to take it to the next level, like there's things you have to do, groundwork and all that type of stuff, whatever. So the thinking was like, yo, you need someone to be helping you in the city as well. You know what I mean? So this point in time in my career is when I linked up with Soze. You know what I mean? My, my manager right now. You know what I'm saying? We um we linked up. Um, it was at this um I think uh, Danny Fernandez. No, that wasn't like that was the first time I met Sozy actually because I was in the city with Holiday and DJ Infamous and we linked up with I Love Lola, and um there was like sh- there was a Danny Fernandez event part like some type of shit you know what I mean I was there mm-hmm. late night you know what I mean out and networking and all that type of shit and um he was there and shit and then we went we all went out ate and stuff whatever and then like he kept in contact with you know what I mean sticks and stuff ever since then like. Yeah, the that's that's what started the line of, you know what I mean? Connection and stuff and then long story short too, what happened during this time period as well is um I stopped being managed by Six Malone, who was DJ Holiday's DJ. You know what I mean? Long story short, just cause like, you know, the the distance and you know what I mean? Yeah, like you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm now I'm just being managed only by uh, no, actually, it was shortly after. Sorry, sorry. It's shortly after Cakey Pockets dropped, where like I only just it was just me and Soze. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so this project is coming out, and like we're trying to get everything together, or whatever. And like during the process, during the process of it, like you know what I mean? Just, things are going, on, things are going in, or whatever. So, boom, we dropped the project now, and it's just me and Soze. We're pushing the project, running around shooting bare videos, and like this is the time where it's like I'm starting to do all these shows in the city downtown or whatever like you know what I mean and like you see me opening for like every single week like someone else comes to the city I'm opening like you know what I mean and like we're running around doing bear shows like every every other week and we're doing this show that show whatever like D-Block tour like whatever this that boom boom and so just doing that and shooting bear videos we drop like seven eight videos on that project and just going hard and you know what I mean trying to build this shit up and all of that and I'm doing the, I'm doing the Baker's Club shit at the same time and yeah, so the movement's really yeah, strong. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm yeah. just working and boom. So that's that's what the vibe is like. 
after Kiki Pockets, you know what I'm saying? Just working and trying to milk the most out of this whole mm. situation that's going on right now. And and then, yeah, so that was Kiki Pockets. That was 2012. 12. At least. Yeah. And in so the then, same year, No Hooks? or No Hooks is the year yeah. after, no? 2012, I believe. 2012? Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. No Hooks, I think, is the winter of 2012. Yeah. yeah. In the winter of 2012. So, and here, oh, man, yo, holy shit. So, basically, when I was work after 1995, I started working on Kiki Pockets. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, remember, I'm doing this Bigger Sub thing. I'm, I'm, and Bigger Sub, I started even, because the first project is Welcome to the Baker Club. Mm-hmm. So when that video dropped on Lay and Low, sorry, I have to go back real quick because like yeah, I gotta go update out. some shit. Yeah, just for sure. The memories coming period. together. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when I dropped Vegas Club, like when I had came out, I was like, yo, I'm not just trying to come out and just be me. I'm trying to come out and have a movement and like you know what I mean, so people can like buy into the movement and like you know like it's a bigger force and whatever. Like you know, and if I'm dope and there's like this man that's dope and this man that's dope and we're all on the same shit, like his fans and my fans, it's all gonna be a big shit. Like you know what I mean? It's bigger, faster. So when I drop laying low, like I'm people are hitting me up or whatever, and I'm at the same time, like I said, I'm looking for different artists and whatever this and the third. So my homie Low Thrax hit me up. Shout out to Lothrax from Little Rock, Arkansas and um, he hit me up for production and stuff and um, I was like he sent me his music I was like yeah you're dope like you know like who are you working with and he was like I'm working with no one like you know like and I was like instead of just I mean I can just give you beats too but like you know I had this bigger sub shit whatever like you know boom and like he was fucking with it so boom that's that's Thrax right there and then same thing basically Chill Will from Tacoma, Washington he hit me up Chill Hill is who I did no hooks with so back then he had hit me up and he was the same thing looking for beats or whatever and like Artist exchange online, whatever, this, then, third, and boom. We hit it off, and, like, you know what I mean? We're connecting, and, like, you know, we're seeing that we are like-minded and stuff. So we start vibing the same thing. I'm like, yo, Baker Club, boom, like, it's good. And he's like, ah, I'm messing with it. So he's there. And then shortly after that, P. Black has got added to Baker Club the same way because my bro showed me his music, and then I hit him up back and forth online. We're messing with each other. I'm like, yo, it's the movement. He's down, boom. Now that's P. Black, Columbus, Ohio. And um, this is all, like, 2009-ish around there. Yes, yeah, and then I started to link up with Six around them times too, or I think like um was it the year after 2010? Yeah, I started to link up with Six from back then, and he hit me up and same thing was like yo, you know what I mean? Let's work, whatever. Sent them beats back and forth, and then we had made the track LV'd up, and then the we linked up, and the first time we linked, I think it was when we shot the video. <laughs> You know, and then like we're chilling and we just been just chilling and good. You know what I mean? Just been super cool ever since, yo. As like soon as you looked up, bro. did he feel like he was your brother? Like, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. yo, we, you know what I mean? That's my bro. So, um, yeah, same thing with Six. Um, what is the, so the Baker's Club is like just that. It's a movement. Artists. A you know movement. What I mean? Like-minded individuals trying to just put out dope music and like, you know, like. Because a lot of people, whether it be on YouTube comments or shows, Baker's Club, Baker's Club, Baker's Club, it's it really rings off. People gravitate towards it. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, so that's what it is, man. It's just because I tried to pull dope artistry music into, like, a collective and just just rep it. Hmm. You know, and I, I, I felt like my thinking back then was like, yo, if the music is dope and everyone's dope, people will vibe with it. Mm-hmm. Simple, yeah. but you know, yeah. Like, well, that that so was... boom. I, I I say that to say like so. All throughout these years, coming up to like Kiki Pockets, I'm working on this. You know what I mean? Because all my biggest up niggas like they have their own. Yeah, you know I mean everybody has their own thing going on, and everyone's working on their own thing. So I'm adding on to it as well, mm-hmm. in whatever way I can, as far as production and everything that I'm learning about music. I'm trying to like you know pass on and whatever too. So. 
After 1995 dropped, I was working on Kiki Pockets, and then me and Chill Will were working on the Popcorn Tape, which is a project for me and him, and I was producing the Six Letters, Northern Playlist, to Get High Music, because I did all of that music as well. Mm-hmm. So I was working on all those three projects at the same time. Like, like if you go to my computer, like all the beats for those projects is like around the same time and stuff. So I'd be like, yo, this beat, oh, this sounds like a go first. And I'm working on Low Thrax too, because all throughout these times too, if you check Low Thrax and like go through his history, he has mad tapes that dropped and the bangers, like, you know, the dope tracks and people vibe with it and whatever. So boom. So... I'm working on his stuff as well too. So I'm working on all this Baker Sub production. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to do the most. Like literally, I'm trying to do the most. I'm trying to do like, I'm just overexerted. Like I'm just trying to like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it sounds crazy. I'm talking about it now. So yeah. like, I'm working on these three projects at the same time, making all these beats and stuff. So, but that's the thing. Like it was, the the music was like I could have like all three could have came out around the same time. Like that's what I kind of wanted to do to be like, yo, bow, like you know. But like I'm working with Soul at the same time. He's like it's probably not the smartest move. You want to roll one out and then you build one up, build off one, and then boom, like you know what I mean. So after I dropped Cakey Pockets, like the popcorn tape was there, but we dropped. We did no hooks to kind of you know what I mean. I haven't dropped. I hadn't dropped anything, and I was about to drop something with Chill, but I didn't want to just jump right into it and. You know what I mean? We just did that to mm-hmm. put that out there and, you know, like a little stimulus or whatever. And then, boom, we dropped the popcorn tape and, like, we had videos and shit shot on deck with it. Shout out to Prime because, oh, you see, okay, yeah, it's just even since I, even, yeah, because they were shooting a bunch of my videos and stuff too. So when Chill came down here, yeah. like, you know, bear, bear my videos. Like, a lot of my earlier videos, you check them out. You know what I mean? It's Prime, he shot them and stuff. So shout out to them. Yeah, they're really clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so Prime is, is the the Prime Boys, like Jimmy Johnson, all those guys. No, today, but like that's or, not like all yeah. like the music side, or whatever. Like yeah. this was before like the whole music side of Prime was like yeah. popping like how it is now. Like you know, so I'm t- I'm talking about like the people behind the scenes and stuff. You know, Tristan. Yeah. You know what I mean, Jermaine. Yeah, but the same like, same whole, guys uh, who shot those uh, videos shot the videos for you are shooting their videos now. Um, I would. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of and intersections happening here. A hundred percent. That's why, like, like when I yeah. there's so much like boom, 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 yeah. like, back like like Tory. You're recording at Tory Lane's his place. Yeah, yeah. Right? Shout out to him and all his bros and shit. Yeah, yeah in Brampton. Brooks Mall. Yeah. Right, and then the Prime Prime the guy who's shooting your videos is now you know. Yeah. So it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, yeah, 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 yeah. So there's uh, a lot of circles that intersect here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you know, that's a dope thing. That's why that's something I keep in the back of my head. It's like as I get bigger or whatever, and like yeah. you know, all this is gonna like come out, and it's gonna be dope when people see my history and then see like definitely, yo, like. And a lot of people can also vouch for you too and say, "Yo, Raz has been there. Raz has put been putting in work." <laughs> yeah, because you know it's work. very important for your city to claim you, for your city to say yes. We this guy's been p- we see that in guy work. shows. You know what I mean? Opening up for you know I me mean? this person. Like, hurry up, man. This, you know what I mean? We've seen him annoying us. You know yeah. You know I mean, we're trying to see the main act and, oh, it's Raz again. Like, you know what I mean? I'm playing, playing. Funny enough, because, you know, from 2012, uh, from 2010, 20, 2009, around this time, what is, would you say, your attitude towards uh, Canadian hip hop music? Because now it's different than 2017 is different, I would assume. 100%, I, 3 million percent, like, you know. Then 2010, 2011, 2012, what are you seeing in terms of when you're performing at shows or when you're putting music out? What is, like, how Torontonians and how people are perceiving us as Canadians? I mean, the city's popping, so, like... Back then or today? No. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. no. Put the, the context. Like, you got to put the context. Then. You know what I'm saying? The city's but, popping now, but what was it like then? Because you've been doing this since, you know, for, for a I minute. I mean, shit, B. Like, this is before. 
This is before it was the six, I guess. You know, like this is before it even the, it was called the six and shit. You know, yeah, yeah. And this is before that this whole era and shit. So I guess it's like school face era or some shit. Yo, what did you guys think of part one of my conversation with Ras Fresco? Yo, in part two, we talk about how Ras Fresco almost lost his life. He almost died at the beginning of this year. And so many more gems. If you are listening to this interview right now on SoundCloud, I strongly recommend you subscribe to the Come Up Show podcast on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. All the information is available at thecomeupshow.com backslash podcast. My name is Chetto. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you on next week. Peace. Peace.